This is most certainly true. In the greatest act of selfless mercy, God sent His own Son into our world to die for your sins. And we can't stop talking about it. We now present this sermon, recently delivered at Grace, to you. second reading from the New Testament letter of Jude, verses 20 through 25. These words of the Lord will serve as a basis for today's sermon. But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Be merciful to those who doubt Save others by snatching them from the fire. To others show mercy, mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages now and forevermore. Amen. What is really all that certain in life? There really aren't all that many things that are truly certain, right? In fact, maybe you've heard it said that the only things that are certain in life are death, taxes, and uncertainties. I think there's a lot of truth to that sentiment. And and maybe, though, I would even add that we can be certain, and, and part of it's with this uncertainties, we can be certain that there's going to be troubles, challenges, and stresses in life, too. Oftentimes when we think about the uncertainties and the troubles that are certain in life, we think about how we can protect ourselves from those things. So how do you protect yourself from trouble and uncertainties? Let me offer up some examples. Maybe you have a security system in your home or office to keep away thieves or to alert you to something that happens. Or perhaps you go to the doctor for a regular physical exam every year and exercise regularly to protect the body. You might have savings accounts set up and different investments, maybe take out some insurance policies to cover the things that you're trying to protect, like your assets and finances. What happens is we find ourselves striving to protect what is important to us and to protect it against uncertainties and troubles. As people who love the Lord and follow Him, there is actually another thing we can add to the certain list. We are all going to heaven because there is eternal life with the Lord. We can be certain of that because of Jesus, the Savior who lived and died to take away all of our sins and who rose victoriously to assure us that there is life. That also means that there's another certainty we can add. That same Jesus is going to come again on the last day to take us all into the fulfillment of eternal life. Those are some certainties far better than death and taxes, aren't they? 
But there is one uncertainty thrown into that mix. While we can be absolutely certain that Jesus is going to come again, because he has said so, he promised, and he is faithful, the uncertainty is we don't know when. And so we wait. And we wait in a world and with a life that is still surrounded with uncertainties. It's for that reason that we need to protect our spiritual life and our relationship with God. And so today, the reading from the book of Jude offers up some really super, um, super relevant and, and important guidance and encouragement on how to protect your spiritual life in the Lord. Now, I'm going to guess that many of you are not all that familiar with the book of Jude. It's a New Testament letter that is actually only one chapter long, 25 verses, and it's tucked right before the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation. The writer of this book is the one for whom it is named, Jude, and biblical evidence shows us that he was a relative, and not just a relative, he's the brother of Jesus. So he knows what he's talking about. He expresses his whole purpose and the theme of this letter in the opening verses. They're not in front of you, but if you'd like to open up a pew Bible or maybe even your Bible app on your phone, you can follow along with these opening verses starting at verse 3. It says this, Dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I instead felt compelled to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to God's holy people. And here's why. For certain individuals whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. They are ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into a license for immorality and deny Jesus Christ our only sovereign and Lord. Jude is not writing this to serve as a warning about false prophets that might come in the church. No, he's giving them a warning that they have already snuck in, that there are immoral people among them who are perverting the grace of God. And truthfully, that's a warning that each and every one of us still need to hear today. Because in our world, there are those seemingly Christian groups and churches and even people who are not faithful to God's word, who twist the word of God and take things out of context, who want to minimize God's truths and even ignore some of them, who want to loosen morals and even legitimize sin. Add to that the fact that we live in a world that largely wants to deny the existence of God and minimize the saving work of Christ. And it's no wonder that Jude needs to encourage us to contend for our faith, to protect it before we lose it. And when it comes to protecting something, you want to protect it from all angles. And in this reading, as Jude is encouraging us to have some spiritual protection, he too takes it to every angle. Looking inward, outward, and upward. Let's start by taking a look where he starts with a look inward, which means that you need to take a look at yourself and your relationship with God. 
As Jude begins to talk about spiritual protection, he says this, Protect yourself by keeping yourself in God's love. This has the idea of staying in God's good graces. Now, if you wanted to stay inside someone's good graces, let's say like a loved one, a spouse or something like that, what kind of things would you do? Would you maybe prioritize time with them? Express to them how much you appreciate them? Change your ways, especially the attitude that maybe got you into some hot water. Maybe give them a gift or two, help them out. You get this, right? What does that look like in your relationship with God as you strive to keep in His love? Well, if your Christian ears are sensitive enough, they might be burning at this idea that I have to do something to keep myself in God's love. Wait a minute, I thought we couldn't do anything to be and earn God's love. And you're right. You can't earn God's grace. His grace is unearnable. And in fact, your sin makes you unlovable before a holy, perfect God. But that's not what Jude is saying here. Jude is not saying strive to keep in God's love by making yourself lovable to him. No, he's saying to remain in God's love means to strive to remain in harmony with God's ever-present love. Because you see, there's an important truth about the Christian life. Your spiritual will was once dead in sin and ruined, but it's reborn and made alive in Christ. And that awakens you and your life to have a desire to follow God's will and to remain in His love. And it's to that new person that Jude is appealing this morning, this new person in you, to be awake and alive and to live in love with Jesus. And he goes on to describe how you can keep yourself in God's love. He first says this, Build yourselves up in your most holy faith. The battle against misleading teachings and temptations all around us is not a battle that takes place on a field, but is one that takes place in your heart and mind. Yet just like on a battlefield, though, you need to be prepared. and You need to be built up for the attacks. How do we do this? Build yourselves up in the holy faith. Hear God's word. Read the word. Sing the word. Proclaim the word. Share the word. Remember the word that is given to you in the waters of baptism and that wraps you up in the body and blood of our Savior Jesus in communion. In other words, be in God's word because that is how God's spirit builds you up and strengthens you in your holy faith. And the attacks of the world and the temptations all around us cannot stand when you find yourself surrounded with God and His Word. Next, he encourages you to pray in the Holy Spirit. As with any strong relationship, whether it's between a husband and wife or between you and family or friends or co-workers, communication is key. And the same is true when it comes to your relationship with God. After you listen to him speak to you through his word, take a moment to speak to the Lord in prayer.
Come to him with prayers of thanksgiving for all the blessings that God gives to you daily in your life. Praise him for who he is and what he has done for your eternal good. And bring before him all of your stresses, your worries, your cares and anxieties. Because God not only promises to hear every single time, but to answer in a way that is best for you. And even in those moments when you just are so overwhelmed that you don't know what to even pray and say, come before God with a humble heart of faith and know that God's Spirit intercedes for you. Find spiritual protection and remain in God's love by praying in His Spirit. And finally, Jude encourages us this, in this way. Wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ which results in eternal life. Just as Jesus came in mercy to give his life to rescue you from sin, Jesus is going to come again, just as he has promised. There's going to be an end to this sinful life and world. And so we wait. Wait each day, knowing that the mercy of Jesus covers over all of your sins and you are made new every day to have a new day to live with God and live each day with a faith that is alive and active and watching and eager for Jesus to fulfill his promise to come again. And when you find yourself building your life on those truths, you find the spiritual protection you need as you remain in God's love. Now, as I mentioned, Jude takes this and guards us in a couple of different angles. And so next, he takes us from looking inwardly to outwardly. A soldier doesn't just guard and defend himself, but he guards and defends those around him. And in much the same way, God is calling on you to reach out and to protect those around you who needs his mercy, to be a part of his eternal rescue team. And as one who knows the mercy of God in your own life, now share that mercy with others around you. Jude encourages you with these words. Be merciful to those who doubt. Save others by snatching them from the fire. There are many people, and maybe this is even you, who waver between faith and unbelief. And there are others who are in the very real danger of falling into the fires of hell because they stubbornly refuse to acknowledge Jesus as the Lord and Savior and to step aside from their sinful disobedience to God. These are people who are so weak in faith that they are in danger of being separated from God forever. In patience and love. And it has to be with that kind of attitude, with patience and love. Spend time with those people. Sharing the certain promises of God with them and showing them his love and mercy. And as you show mercy to them, Jude says, do it mixed with fear. Hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. When you do show mercy to those who are spiritually vile and disgusting, and yes, even they need God's grace and mercy and eternal protection, as you share that mercy with them, guard your own heart and life that you don't get sucked into that sin and become corrupted in that same way. 
while we wait for the last day, realize that you're not the only ones who need to be spiritually protected. Look around you. Who needs God's grace and mercy in their lives? Who near to you needs to be snatched from the grasp of Satan? God is calling on you as you wait to reach out and to share his mercy with those people. You are a redeemed child of God, which means you have been bought back from sin and death by the blood of Jesus. And that means that you're not just concerned with your own spiritual welfare, but a genuine faith in Christ means that I am concerned about the spiritual welfare of those around me. So look outwardly. And who can we offer the spiritual protection of God's grace and mercy to in our lives? Finally, Jude turns our attention upward. Waiting is not easy. And especially when we talk about Christians waiting for Christ's return as we live in a world that is still surrounded and infiltrated by sin and uncertainties. And it might seem nearly impossible that any of us could guard our life and our faith in the Lord, let alone a strong Christian. But it's not hopeless. Jude turns our eyes and attention upward to the one who guards and protects us in all things. As Jude wraps up this, this letter, he turns our eyes and our focus to God, the one who is able to guard and protect those who put their faith in him. Now, if you're looking for someone to help you, you want to know what that person's qualifications and skills are because you really want them to be able to do the job right. For instance, if you're looking for some electrical work in your house, you don't want some pretend to know what I'm doing because I watched a YouTube video kind of hack like me fixing your stuff. No, you want a licensed and skilled electrician. And that's the case in whatever you're looking for, whether it's a financial advisor or a tutor or a babysitter or whatever it is. You want to know they can do the job. Jude wraps up this portion of God's word with this beautiful song of praise. We call it a doxology. And in it, he takes our eyes upward and shows us the one who is skilled and licensed and qualified to guard and protect us in all things. Follow along with these words. They're verses 24 and 25 and says this. To him who is able to keep you, in other words, who is able to guard you closely, to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault, because of Christ, you are faultless. And that's how God sees you in faith. He presents you without fault and with great joy. To the only God our Savior be, and now listen to all these impressive characteristics of the God who guards you. To God our Savior be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. Our victory in Jesus is forever. And that is certain. As we stand before God, look upward and see the God who is powerful and has all that is needed, the Almighty God, to guard and protect you now and always. Waiting is hard. 
especially when we are surrounded in a world with so many uncertainties and troubles. But your spiritual life is protected as you remain in God's love. Turn to Him and find the protection that we need from all angles of life. And may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard and keep you in your life in Him. Thanks for listening. To learn more about God's grace or to support this ministry, please visit gracedowntown.org today. This grace is for you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace.